Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up, a mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Chris. And the first question I want to ask is, Chris, how are you holding up? I'm sick. Yes, you are. Chris <laughs> is currently sitting next to me with a face mask. I'm making sure Lindsay don't get sick too. A very pretty blue mask. <laughs> it's very it's very good at keeping people not sick. <laughs> Even though it feels like I'm mildly suffocating, and I probably sound like I'm just like a very odd accent away from being Bane. That's okay. I'm okay with this. This is this is my life now. I appreciate you making the podcast anyway. You're, you're so very welcome. And how are you holding up? I am not very good today. No? No. You want to you discuss what's going on? <laughs> um, I, well, I wasn't feeling very great to begin with. Um, I'm going through probably the post-festivities slump. Hey, guys, if you survived the holidays, welcome on the other side. Oh, yeah, <laughs> happy 2019, guys. Happy 2019. Here we are. <laughs> um, so there's always that. And then I was feeling kind of bad about finances because some things fell through, so I don't have the monies I thought I was going to have. Mm-hmm. And then uh, right before I came over, to record this very podcast, I found out that one of the women who raised me, because I had a lot of nannies, my mom was a single working mom, um, was killed. Mm. And um, so I am processing that currently. I'm so sorry for that. Thank you. So I'm probably disassociating a little bit, mm. a little bit uh, weird, but um, here I am. There's a lot going on in everybody's lives especially when things like that happen and just kind of hit you out of the blue yeah yeah it's it's weird because i was like fine and then i got into my car and i like couldn't breathe and i started hyperventilating and then i went numb and i drove over here <laughs> and uh first thing i noticed was your thousand yard stare so yeah, yeah we <laughs> we were uh we were all kind of in that uh that boat of just like this is this is not a good start to this year no no it's not but it did you did mention something that i thought was very interesting and it kind of helped us pick the topic this week which yes. is on memory yes memory and that was that you remembered this particular person. Yeah. Well, at least well enough. Better than the but, others. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's kind of an interesting perspective when when you have somebody who passes that you may not have been particularly close with, but they were definitely a part of your life and they were a part of your life for a good part of it. And it's I'm, I'm sure we talked about this maybe on our death and loss episode, but everybody has their own way of mourning someone. It doesn't matter how close you are if that person is somebody who's affected you in one way or another. Yeah, because I I was telling Chris, I feel kind of like... It's so weird. I don't have a right to mourn certain people who I don't know currently really well. You know, like we don't talk every day or, or it's been a couple of years or... Like, I feel like the people who are close to them, who see them all the time, they have more of a right than I do. And so this was a weird one because it's like, well, it's been, you know, many years, but obviously it's affecting me, so. Mm-hmm. 
And that's something that we always need to address, especially when it's affecting you as yeah. much as it can. So so this week we're going to be talking about um, how depression affects memory and yes. vice versa. Yeah. Um, as well as just memory in general. It's not something that often people get into the nitty gritty of, but there's a lot of things to discuss about it. And I think memory really, I mean, it creates our our relationship to the world and how we feel about ourselves and Especially. our family and if the world is a safe place or not. So so starting off, um, one of the things that you and I have both noticed when we get into a depressive funk is that we can't remember good things right. in our lives. Uh, I personally have a very difficult time remembering good times when I'm when I'm feeling like I don't particularly deserve to feel good about things, especially yeah. if I'm if I'm in that state of no, no, you need to suffer right now, you need to feel shitty about yourself. Don't you cling to those positives? Because those good things that you can think of, all the good people and the good things that you've had in your life, they're for others. They're for others who deserve them. Yeah. So that's that's a that's something that's. Without a doubt, one of the shittier parts of of the depression attacking memory, because we have so much goodness that we can all cling to, even if we don't feel like it, it's still there. I don't understand why, for me, the negatives are just so intensely crystal clear. I mean, I can remember some things that were awful and painful, and then I try to remember things I know that were lovely and happy and I know that I had a good time, but I just can't recall that feeling. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't lift my spirits. This is mostly when I'm depressed. Mm -hmm. In general, and I don't know if this is uh, related to the fact that I was diagnosed with PTSD or if it's just genetics. Mm -hmm. I don't have a great memory. I, I have huge like years where there I, there's just nothing um, for my younger formative years. Mm -hmm. But some of my earliest memories are either scary mm -hmm. or violent or um, sad. Yeah. And I think when I talk to some people who've like never experienced depression, mm -hmm. all of their really early memories are pretty happy, pretty light. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, my first memory was like bubble bath or I was playing with my sister and we got candy and... You know, and mine's like, I remember when there was violence happening in the house and mm. I had to be taken outside and <laughs> kept away from the violence. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and I remember when there was an earthquake mm -hmm. that made me feel like the world could just fall apart in any moment. Yeah, especially those of us who've grown up and they've and we've had disasters. Disasters, yeah. Like, if you if you were a young child and suddenly your world was upended by... In, you know, both our cases, uh, earthquakes. Yeah. Like, that's kind of a thing that, you know, growing up in Southern California, you'll have earthquakes, but, I mean, I was alive for the Northridge quake, and yes. I was living in Simi Valley, and that was absolutely terrifying to me, because that was, we were on the second floor, and we were, oh, like, wow. less than, I would say, like, what is that, 10 minutes away from, from Northridge? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we got rock and rolled quite hard. And it was, it was that, like, introduction early on to, hey, there's some scary shit out there. Yeah, when you're little, 
and your brain is still figuring stuff out, and like, you know, wow, I really have no... Mm-hmm. This could, like, a big scary thing could happen at any time, and then weird stuff happens in your brain that, like, tries to protect you. I mean, we had to take everything off the walls in my bedroom. We took basically everything out of the bedroom because the aftershocks were so big. Mm-hmm. And we just laid mattresses across the floor, and my mom would sleep with me and my sister, and... Mm-hmm. Or my sister and I, rather. Yeah. But it's... yeah, so, like, that's kind of... It's a weird... It's It's... And I don't know how that affected me, you know, long term. But when, yeah, you look back and you're like, cool, so the first, I don't know, ten memories were pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> so so one of the things that I, I find it, it kind of introduces when you have, like, that kind of mentality where there's just all the bad things you remember so clearly and all the good things kind of become blurs mm-hmm. is, um, I mean, at least in my mind, all of my days blur into one. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that you also share, where if you ask me what I was doing last week, I could tell you I worked, I could tell you I ate food, Yeah. I could tell you that I think last week was Christmas, I don't remember... <laughs> Like, I, oh honestly, my gosh, I just did the same thing where I was like, I don't think it was. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we yeah. had New Year's Eve la- this week. So almost 10 days. Yeah, so yeah. So it's been a while. It, but, it, but it feels like it might have been last week to me. Like, th- this is genuinely how my brain works, is I can't, I can't, if you ask me, what were you doing on this date? I'd be like, let me look at my calendar, because there is no way in hell that I'm going to remember what was going on at any point, at any point of the day. My days are just all blurred into one. I wonder if that's something that most people start experiencing as they get older. No, I don't think so because there's... I talk to people who are like, well, on January 8th in 2017, I did this one thing. and It was really great. And then in like last week on the 13th, and I was like, God, I didn't even know last week was the 13th. Oh, I guess you're right. Like, I just cannot recall that stuff. I mean, I'll have moments where... Like, oh, yeah, I had that really yummy thing. Or, oh, I tried that dress on and I liked mm-hmm. it. Or I hung out with that person. Was that last week or was it the week before? You mm-hmm. know. <laughs> well, which is funny because you and I both did theater. We could memorize an entire play. Yes. No problem. We could sit down. We could run it for a few weeks. And guess what? We would have the whole thing memorized yes. backwards and forwards. We'd know our cues. Other people's cues. <laughs> we'd know other people's cues. Yeah. And we would get to a point where we could just go, yeah, whatever you need, uh, I can fill in that role. Yeah. Uh, I could be an understudy for this person, this person, and this person. Yeah. We were great at that. <laughs> but, but, now, but now I think about it, I'm like, yeah, if I had to do that now probably be a little bit of a challenge i think it is like muscle memory sure part of it so my what i'm wondering is must if if your memory is muscle sort of Mm -hmm. something that you practice if you practice only remembering the bad things does that become something that you do even if you're not depressed you retain those bad things that's kind of what i was curious about addictive Mm -hmm. i was curious about that myself to the point where if I tried what what I tr- what I did earlier this week on my on like a, a separate uh, account was I made a uh, I made like an Instagram story where I was like I'm gonna go through last year yeah I'm gonna go through each month and I'm going to pick out one positive thing That's that nice. happened every month last year and I had to try and find at least one one at least one good thing that I had some sort of evidence of 
and I really took the time and the patience, and I went through all my photos, I went through Facebook posts, I went through everything. Wow. And I was just like, what was going on at this time of the year? Okay, well, this time of the year, I was in Baltimore, or this time of the year, I was... Uh, hanging out with friends. Hanging out with friends. I was spending time in Vegas. I was doing this, that, you name it. And it really kind of helped me take inventory of who I am, what I did, how I spent my year, and it really kind of allowed me to refocus those efforts mm -hmm. on trying to keep the good stuff forward mm -hmm. than the bad stuff forward, mm -hmm. which, as time has gone on, it has become difficult again. But that's just it, is, yeah, you will take time, you will take energy, you will take effort in order to... Make those things muscle memory. Make the good things so easy to pull up. Maybe journaling is something I should start doing so I can look back and have, like, an angry journal and mm. a happy journal. Because mm -hmm. I, I usually focus on just, I don't know. I, maybe I felt for a long time that the negative stuff was more interesting. Mm. Conflict breeds change. Change mm. brings growth. Yeah. That kind of thing. I don't know. I could see that as definitely being a case for why negatives would stickle around longer is, at the very least, when something bad happens to you, you learn from it, you grow from it, and you know never to experience that ever again. Yeah. But on that same token, it's that fear that becomes a problem. It's the difference between, like, when somebody disciplines their child, you have multiple ways of doing it. You can be physically abusive, mm -hmm. spanking or yelling and really just getting in someone's face. Or you could show them that this is a bad thing to do. Mm. Here is why. And reason could take over at that point. They will learn that it not might not necessarily hurt them, but it's just not something good to do. It teaches morals in a different way rather than through the threat of physical violence, right. which we then associate with this is the person I love. They can hurt me. So that gives me the right to hurt people I love. Right. I don't know. I feel like it's a weird cyclical thing at that point. Well, so depression affecting memory. So, yeah, we, we can't... We have a hard time recalling happy... I, I remember we, we've had... We've talked about this a few times, I feel like, on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, we know that happy things happen to us. Hell, we can even think of, like, the party that we were at. And we know we had a good time, but we cannot recall the feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when we're down. And then sometimes you don't want to recall the positives when you're super down because it makes you feel worse. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a big point of it. How does it affect you? When I when I get to that point where I'm like, I don't want to think about happy things because I feel like shit afterwards, then I know that it's just like, well, then what do I want to feel right now? Yeah. Do I want to feel shitty? Do I want to feel good for a little bit, then shitty afterwards? Does it make it does it make you feel worse afterwards because you're not experiencing that now or does it make you feel worse because you want to experience it and you can't? Yes. Yes. Same. <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely the inclusive or. That's that's a it's a genuine feeling of I want this now. Yeah. But I can't have this now. It's so frustrating when it feels like it's your ability to enjoy stuff is taken away and you had no say in it. Mhm. Mm that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. That you are not in control of your own destiny. You're not so in control of your own life. It's absolutely frustrating. Um, 
I think I think something that that adds into it is also the longer that memories are, the further back they go, the more that our perspective twists what we think we remember. This is true. And it's something that's you know, you when you're having interpersonal relationships with people, I mean, what other kind of relationships are that? <laughs> Interpersonal relations. Yes. Um, then you you will remember something completely different from how someone else will remember that same exact thing. Yeah, they say that there's three sides to the story, right? What they remember, what you remember, and what actually happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it's completely true. It's why memory is such a delicate, weird. fragile, weird thing. Like... You can spend, I don't know, a month doing the same thing over and over, every day, day in, day out, and then come back next year having not done that thing at all, and you can go, oh, that was the worst. I remember hating every minute of it, and it was so miserable. Or you could remember it going, no, no, I actually felt really good doing that thing. Satisfied. Yeah, I felt really satisfied. I did a thing over and over for a month. You know... You'd, you'd think that by this point I would know the signs of depression coming. But <laughs> <laughs> looking back, um, I saw it when I was coming to... So this last week I had work. I was like work by project. Mm-hmm. And I started noticing that I just couldn't retain certain things that like... Like certain codes and stuff I had to like type in or mm-hmm. whatever. I just couldn't remember them. And usually I learn it... For like a day or two, and then you know, I, I, it's pretty easy, and I just remember. I don't have to keep looking and checking for it, but I could not retain it, and I've been fuzzy brained. That's the other thing: memory and fuzzy brainness. What is that? What is fuzzy brain? Fuzzy brain. I really wish I knew too, because I get that. All, I get that it's more so weird. I've gotten that a lot the last few weeks, in particular. It's yeah. just I'm not all here. Yeah, you're not. It's like you're not in your body entirely. You're not in the moment, and you can want to be, and you. And the weirdest thing for me is when someone's talking at me and I zone out mm-hmm. and I go into a complete, and I'm like, what? It's not that the person is saying something I'm not interested in. No. They get very well. focus. No, there's very much a, we're, we're disassociating from a conversation at that yes, point. That's exactly what it is. And, and I was like, well, maybe I just have really bad ADD because I, I was diagnosed with ADD. And I was like, well, maybe it's worse than I thought it was. Like I was diagnosed years ago in high school. I thought it was mm. a, a rage diagnosis. Honestly, I think everybody was diagnosed with it yeah. in our generation. But now I'm like, well, maybe I do have have ADD or I don't know. I don't know either because I, I felt similarly over the last few years. It's been that same way where I'm like, well, maybe I have like weird adult onset ADHD or something. Yes. And I don't know. It could be any of these things. Uh, all I know is that my brain don't work the way it does. And that's, I think, when, when the brain fog settles in and that's when the days start bleeding Mm-hmm. into one and that's when for me my language gets really weird so like language memory mm-hmm. and i start speaking differently example i start stuttering a little bit more because it takes me a minute to recall words i'm somebody who really enjoys debate i enjoy uh, public speaking to a certain extent you know theater and whatnot sure. i get, get nervous but i enjoy it when i'm doing it mm-hmm. and Good com- I was raised in a family that you sit down and you have conversations with people mm-hmm. and you talk about all kinds of stuff. And I lose that ability. Today we, were, we had a family get together and I, and I kept trying to talk and everyone would get quiet and look at me and I start saying it and then it was like, well, that's not the right word. And then I'd stop and I'd kind of stutter over something and it's like I can't recall pretty 
simple words. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you do you experience that at all, where your language centers are suddenly kind of different. It depends, and it comes out wrong, or you like I'll say things in the wrong order. That's the weirdest thing. For <laughs> yeah, me. no, when you completely word salad yourself, almost. Yes. Yeah. No, I I feel odd sometimes. I feel slow, yeah. sluggish. Yeah. Um, there are days where I've gotten a lot of sleep, and it it and I feel completely like. I'm in tune, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Days that I don't get a lot of sleep where I feel just the same, good, ready to go. Yeah. But then there are the opposites where I feel really sluggish after getting a shit ton of sleep or maybe, I don't know, it could just be that whatever I've been exposing my brain to has just kind of jellified it mm. where I feel like I've focused so hard on so much that I become just like this, this like blinders on and I'm just going straight forward, and everything else in the world is muted. Yeah. Just like a bizarre That's chain weird. of events but where... I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Mm-hmm, where there's... You're just getting through. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting through, but I'm going specifically in one direction, and that's the direction that I'm going to stay going. And and I feel that brings with it also, like, that, that lack of outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Um... On our memories and on our just day-to-day lives. Maybe my brain is getting lazy. Because is that what it is? Maybe, because it's I'm not in theater anymore, so I'm not actively memorizing anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm When I'm depressed, I don't exert my mental capacities, really. A lot of work that I have done has been pretty... Either mundane and repetitious... Mm-hmm. Or one time really intense, but I don't have to memorize anything. Like sometimes I personal assistant work and they have me do stuff that I, I will never have to do again. So I don't have to memorize anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like my brain isn't using those centers. And then I'm not sitting around really telling stories of like sometimes people sit around telling stories of things that they've experienced or things that they've done. And they're so colorful. Mm-hmm. And they're so rich. And I just cannot recall my memory that intensely. Mm-hmm. No, I uh, I completely understand that. Uh, I used to be so much better at telling stories. I could just pull like your memory, a bit of folklore that I would just be like, that reminds me of, of this kind of story. Yeah. Where I'd be like, here, let me tell you about why Loki's an asshole. Yeah, and you know, yeah. we would go into like just a whole bit of just like you know, it's it's the fact that I feel like it might just be a thing. Of this age where we don't really tell stories anymore in terms of like in, in interpersonal relationships. When you don't we're, have to remember anything because you can Google it. Yeah. I mean, no, but definitely don't. <laughs> I don't have to I don't have to memorize anything. Yeah. I can just look it up anytime I want. Yeah. And if I have to like remember something to do that day, I make a list of to do's mm-hmm. on my phone, which, yes, helps me remember, but also does not require any brain then work to retain that stuff. Yeah, we have a computer brain that works for us. Mm. And it's great. Cool. Yeah, super great. I totally cut you off in mid-story. No, I don't know. Okay. I don't Memory. <laughs> we both forgot. Yay. <laughs> so ultimately, I mean, what can be done in terms of like remembering better or remembering happier things, happier helping things, your memory. I, I, there's been a few times recently where I sit in the moment that I'm experiencing it's so beautiful. And I'm like, I just want to remember this. And I try to stare at everything and really 
take it in and breathe it in and remember the little things. And you know, I will remember wanting to remember something, but mm. I won't remember what the moment is. So maybe but taking those steps to slowly work towards that. Journaling. I have I have moments, fleeting just images of good moments that I can I can pinpoint and I can usually like if I really like have the wherewithal that I can take a photo of something, then I can just like add that little extra That's kickstart. True. If I see a photo, if I see like if I wrote down something in the journal entry for that day, I will remember it. It'll mm. come back to me. So maybe I need to practice writing down happier things because I would like to remember the good moments with my friends and the good moments with my life and the good things that I've done for myself that mm -hmm. I just don't remember later. There's so many times where I feel so not proud of myself. I feel like I haven't accomplished anything near what I should have accomplished by this age. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, but I've forgotten almost all the things that I have and I'm not giving myself credit for all the, the shows I was in and the music that I've done or the, friendships that I've worked on or, you know, the traveling I've done and what mm -hmm. that took for me to get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of giving yourself credit yeah. where credit is due. I don't know how to do I've never practiced that really. No, <laughs> I'm equally terrible at it. The, the, the few things that I was like super happy with from last year that I could think of off the top of my head, I was really happy that we started this. Yes. That is like one of the proudest things that this is one of the proudest things I've ever done. And I'm happy to share it with you. I'm happy to share it with you too. And like some of the work projects that I've worked on in the last year and some friends that I've both elected to keep and those that I've elected to let go. Yeah. Those kind of things. Like you can take you can take solace in the fact that you may not be able to remember all the good things that happened but you can know that they did exist. They may, you may not remember them as clearly as you do the bad things, but they are there all the same. They may be amorphous. Yeah. They may be <laughs> not nearly as frequent, yeah. but we can always take solace in the fact that they are there. And there are ones waiting just around the corner, always. That's nice. Yeah, I thought that would be nice. And on that note, follow us on Instagram at Podcast, like our Facebook page, and if you want to send us something directly, go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. Thank you guys so much for listening in today, and we're really grateful for you. We're curious about what experiences you've had with memory and how you uh, try to retain your happy memories so they can be around to help you when things are rough. Yeah. Let us know. I'd love to hear it. I'd be interested. It makes both our days. Yeah, it does. Well, and as always. As always. Don't, don't tell, tell us to just get over it. it.